Studios. This, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. I don't even know where to start today. There's so many things we got to cover in the After 9 podcast today. Yeah. Everybody strap yourself in. If you're a guy and you're uh, listening right now while you're multitasking, maybe working, maybe you're on a Zoom call right now, put your dick away. Uh, all those important reminders. <laughs> Jeffrey Tubin. Yeah. I got a request specifically to talk about Jeffrey Tubin in After 9 today. Have we talked about this guy? Because we've talked about this topic before. Here's the problem. I really, really used to like Jeffrey Tubin. And I don't dislike him more now because he just got caught exposing his penis on a work Zoom call. I started to dislike him when he just aggressively started going after Donald Trump. And and I'm not being a, a Trump apologist here. I'm not trying to defend the guy, but... Nobody can deny he gets very unfair and unequal treatment from certain news networks. Jeffrey Tubin is on CNN, and they have made it a mission to try and unseat him from the office of the presidency. Jeffrey Tubin's a big part of that. Uh, Jeffrey is a brilliant legal mind. He's read, sorry, he's, of course he's read books. No, he's written books, and he comments on the Supreme Court and on justice matters across the country. He's a very smart guy. He also works for The New Yorker. You don't get to work for The New Yorker being dumb. He's good, well-qualified, but he made a mistake that I don't know if you can recover from. He's currently on leave from The New Yorker and no longer on CNN for the time being, Because of that Zoom call. Here's the problem. Jeffrey, who is smart enough to argue in front of the American Supreme Court, is also too stupid to turn off his camera on a goddamn Zoom call. (laughs) So tell me, no, but like walk me through what happened here. I mean, was this a, this was not deliberate? No. For sure. Like it wasn't like a pretend deliberate kind of thing. Like whoops, didn't realize my dick's out. Nope, it wasn't that. He was on a work call with staff from The New Yorker, and they were going through some Supreme Court scenarios after the election. So Jeffrey's got to be there. He's their legal analyst, and it wasn't his part to contribute at the time. So he turned off his camera. He thought his camera was off. Meanwhile, he was having a little phone sex with somebody, and he had his dick out. He was actually jerking off while he was doing a Zoom call. Did did he? Okay, so I'm I'm just trying to figure this out here. Did he did he realize that it was obvious that he was doing that, or he didn't realize his camera was on at all? He didn't realize his camera was on. Okay. He okay. would guys, shit. You gotta be careful around your computer and your phone. And make wh- sure the camera's off. What were they talking about that was so intriguing? Do we know? He was doing something on the side on his phone. So picture that. He's got the phone in his left hand and his dick in his right. And he was just beating it like it owed him money. (laughs) Meanwhile, computer is in front of him. And it was on such an angle. I haven't seen the video. I don't know if anybody's actually seen the video. But it was on such an angle that you couldn't quite see his penis the whole time. Well, I mean, you could see it and then you couldn't. You could see it and then you couldn't. (laughs) He, uh was caught on this call just plugging away jeffrey i don't know if you can recover from this dude i really don't i get that you're a real smart guy but after everybody knows what you did i don't know how you go back to being a cnn legal analyst after this i totally agree with you i don't know how you go back from that however these are 
this is stupid. Like we, we, I think everybody can agree. What a dumb move, right? Yeah. But is there something to, you know, it's, it's, it is a weird time right now. He otherwise would have been in a physical meeting in front of people and not been whacking off. That we know of. Some people have figured out real weird ways to do it. He's also, I know it's not, I'm not saying it's okay, but he was also in the privacy of his own home. Yes, he didn't realize that he was being watched by people. And and that's not okay. He shouldn't, again, he shouldn't have done it in the first place. But is there something to the effect of he was at home in the privacy of his own home? I'm trying my best here to try You're, to play devil's it. advocate. I really am because I know we've heard so many stories like this, and I'm wondering if there's like a, come on, just let it go this one time only. Because it's not like he purposely whipped it out and went, yeah, talk to me about that shit. And he, he wasn't engaged in whatever was happening on Zoom. He was engaged in whatever tits were out on his phone or whatever he's into. Right. right? Yeah. So yeah. it's still not okay. But how do we know when we're on the phone and it's not on video that anybody that we're on calls with isn't doing that or hasn't been doing that for a long time if, if that's what you're you're doing for work. You don't know. He just happened to get caught because it was accidentally on. So should his job suffer because of that? No. The problem is, is that nobody is going to be able to turn on CNN and see Jeffrey Tubin, a distinguished scholar, by the way, an absolutely brilliant man. But it doesn't matter all the great things that he's done in his career because anytime they turn on CNN – and see Jeffrey Tubin. By the way, Tubin is such a great name mm-hmm. for somebody who got caught jerking off on a Zoom call. That's the new slang for jerking. It's Tubin. Hey, he was oh, Tubin. He was Tubin. Yeah. Nobody's going to turn on CNN and see him commenting on uh, Supreme Court matters or justice matters in general and not think about his pecker. <laughs> It'll never happen. Hey, did nobody's going to sit there it? and think, oh, there's a real smart guy who has absolutely nothing questionable in his past. <laughs> we all do. And you right. know what? If it was a regular run of the mill Joe Schmo that got caught on a work Zoom call, maybe there'd be a reprimand. Maybe they'd even get fired. I don't know. But it's not like everybody would know about it. In this case, everybody knows about it. And that's the problem. We've all got a past. But for some reason, we hold members of the media to a higher standard in that sense. And uh, right or wrong, Jeffrey Tubin is going to have to fucking wear this because he didn't check to make sure the camera was off. Like, could you do like a test pump or something like that? Like, mm, just pull it once and uh, anybody's raising an eyebrow. No. OK, cool. My camera's off. Why don't you get one of those pieces of tape that you can get and, and yes. to put over the camera? Yes. Why don't people? You know what I have? My new my new computer that I love has a peekaboo lens. So in, instead of me having to even put tape over it, you just it's a double click up. It pops up and double click and it just pops down. So, you know, you're never going to be on camera unless you double click that and the camera will pop up. Is it a physical peekaboo or is it a, a digital one? You have to double oh, click to activate it, right? It's physical. Like I, you, I physically take my finger and pop up the top and at the top of my monitor, this is an all-in-one computer. So at the top of the monitor, boop, the camera will pop up. And if you don't ever want it on, you just boop, pop it back down. That's it. Okay. Uh, listen, I, <laughs> I do feel bad for Jeffrey Tubin. I haven't really been a huge fan of him lately because I'm not a fan of his politics and the way he's conducted himself in the politics area, but he's still a brilliant legal mind. Hopefully he can get over it. He's got a livelihood to think of. He's got a family, the whole nine yards, and he is going to be judged differently than anybody else would be. So I feel bad for him in that sense. Hopefully he recovers from it. Jeffrey, you're going to want to close the lid on your laptop the next time you want to rip it in the middle of your fucking living room. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, shit, dude. Come on. Let this be a lesson to us all. Okay. And, and we shall move along, and hopefully we don't hear too many more stories about this, but we've already heard of, of a few this year. They're going to make more Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So wait a second. You said that as though it surprises you that they're going to make more than the ninth film, which was already set to come out this year, but will come out next year. So that surprises That horse you? is dead. Stop hitting it. <laughs> no, but listen, Scott, but here's the thing though. If you are behind these, this film franchise, you're universal. You realize these films bring in billions of dollars, right? You're not going to say no to that. People still go watch them. And yeah, it's weird. Ooh. COVID times aside, COVID times aside, people, are you kidding me? Go to a saga on a Friday night if you want to see that shit. Come on. They make so much money off this franchise. It's insane. It does not surprise me in the least. The the only factor here is how long Vin Diesel can hold out to do any more. Because I'm sure a lot of the actors and actresses, they they love the paycheck. Ludacris at one point actually admitted if it wasn't for Fast and Furious, he might have gone bankrupt. Like, straight up. And I'm, mm-hmm. I, I appreciated his honesty there because Ludacris isn't the Ludacris we once knew as a rapper. He's now an actor. And really, that's his only solid gig is on The Fast and Furious. So it doesn't surprise me. It's money. It's all about money. Always is. But because it's, it's one of those movies you do have to – I don't want to say have to see in theaters, but you want to see it in theaters because it's the big screen. It's the loud production. There's, the effects are insane. They go from being on ice to being in space to underwater. It's all kinds of crazy shit that they do. So I, I get why they want to wait and put it in theaters, which is why they held off to putting it out this year. They're putting it out in May 2022. And then Universal announced two more, but that's it. That's all. So 10 – and 11, and then it's over. But that said, it shouldn't make Fast and Furious fans sad because it's going to take years before all of those film and get released, COVID pending, keep in mind. So I think it's going to be like 2028 by the time we see the final flick. By the time the last one comes out, we will all be driving a hybrid anyway. I mean, (laughs) the... Fuck. I don't know. I, I just wish that they would wrap it up. I get so fucking irritated by those movies. I get that some people like them. It's just it really seems like they're stretching and it's getting kind of ridiculous now. The first one. Oh, yeah. OK, that's cool. Second one. Oh, neat. There's a sequel. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. We're going all the way to 11 now. They should have ended it when Paul Walker died, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. OK, so. A lot of people, a lot of a lot of people have that opinion. By the way, even Fast and Furious fans, um, you know where it changed for me the most. Actually, had nothing to do with Paul Walker's passing. It was everything to do with when Dwayne the Rock Johnson was brought in. When Dwayne the Rock Johnson was brought in, which was post uh, Paul Walker, they might have overlapped. Uh, I don't think they did though. Uh, if, I, think I don't they think did, they did. They might have overlapped, actually, in one of them. I'm trying to think of the vault. The vault is the first one that The Rock was in, and it might have been Paul Walker's last. I'm not sure. Anyway, when he was brought in, he I mean, this is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He is by far always on Forbes' number one list. He is on social media's number one list for everything. So you knew he'd make an impact in the series. Not only did he make an impact in that series, he did so much so that they decided to go ahead with Jason Statham and himself because they were such a great pair together, working together as a villain and a good guy, to have their own series. So now they've got Hobbs and Shaw over there, and they plan to film more of those. Vin Diesel openly, for those who don't know, talked shit at one point about The Rock doing that and basically said, you, to- you stole our franchise. You're stealing our viewers. This-, this was ours. We started this. Paul Walker and I started this, even though it wasn't physically him, but he'll take credit for it. And then you went ahead and made your own thing all about you. And it became a fight a few years back. They're fine now, apparently. They're good, good enough to be in the same room. So everything's okay there. 
But that's where it really did change even for me, because once you watch the Hobbs and Shaw and you saw all the things that they did, also Fast and the Furious became less about racing and all the other things it used to be about and more about what kind of crazy shit can we do next? Right. And that's where I started to get turned off a little bit. That's but the said, 11th though, one, they'll be in space. Well, I think that they are. Like, I, No joke about it. I'm pretty sure that they are going to be. I think that they teased that at one point. Ridiculous. Uh, but I... I Again, because it's taken up so much of our time, this is what happens with these big franchises. As we grow up, because the first one I went to, I think I was like 16 years old, probably younger. So I grew up basically watching this franchise. You almost feel like you've invested so much time and money into it that you have to see A, what happens next and B, how it ends. So I still think that it's going to be successful. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure it'll be successful too. I really am. It's just... Seems like there's no new ideas sometimes. You know, we keep trying to reboot TV shows from the 80s and 90s because it's like we're out of ideas. Let's move forward a little bit here. Uh, I've got a DM here. I have been asked to keep this person anonymous, but they say, hey, on the latest podcast, you were talking about the border closure. I am a travel agent. Keep in mind, you can fly. However, Canada still has the do not travel outside of Canada advisory. So if you're away and the world happens to shut down quickly, like it did back in March, you are completely on your own. The government will not work to bring you back and your travel insurance may not cover you for the trip interruption because this went against our country's travel advisory. So as much as I would love to get away, it's not just the 14 day quarantine that people need to consider right now. Okay, I mean, I don't know how quickly shit would shut down if it shuts down again. Maybe it would go quick. It seems like Europe's got a bit of an outbreak problem happening right now, Kat. Yeah. Their numbers have actually surpassed the U.S.'s. Yeah, I, I don't know a ton of people that are planning to to do it, but if you are, you just have to keep that in the back of your mind. I, I agree with you. I don't think that it's going to be one of those, guess what, you got to get out and you got to get out in the next five hours. It's 24 be, hours notice. Yeah. Get to your home country or you're fucked. It wasn't like that before, during the first wave, let's not forget. I mean, I had friends that were away that were like, are we sure to tra- we're good to travel? We're good to travel. Left and then found out basically day two and had to come back again because they were told, yeah, you, you got to get out. But they did have a well, few days. They did have a few days to arrange that. Let's not forget one of the greatest acting performances of all time happened back in the spring when our great prime minister, Jay Trudeau, did the, if you're a Canadian abroad, it's time to come home. <laughs> he didn't <Fucking> like that? <laughs> He's such a... Honestly, Kat, what's happening in Ottawa today is ridiculous it has never happened in the history of our country never this is a very simple thing the conservatives have proposed that so that they can avoid all the distractions about this wee shitty scandal from back in the summertime with the half a billion dollars and all that shit so that we can just focus on that but let everybody else do their parliamentary business they wanted to create a committee that does nothing but look at Corruption and government scandals, that sort of stuff. So one committee, a couple of guys from each party, they're going to focus on that. Everybody else can do the people's work. The NDP is okay with it. The Bloc is okay with it. The Liberals, eh, they don't like it so much because they know the very first thing that's going to get investigated is the WE scandal. Now, I think they thought they shut down the WE committee hearings when they prorogued Parliament and launched a new session with a throne speech. So as the conservatives are getting ready to introduce this motion today, 
to start allowing uh, this committee that they want to create to do its work, the liberals have made it a confidence motion. A confidence motion. Mm -hmm. Never before has that happened where a simple procedural thing like this has been made a vote of confidence. Now, the government can do it. Nobody's ever done it before. Uh, Let me read you a quote from the NDP leader, Jugmeet Singh. This is the same Jugmeet Singh that voted in favor of the throne speech to save the liberals from going to an election a month ago. Jugmeet Singh says, and I quote, It's a farce that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau made a confidence matter out of the conservative motion. But he did it. So that means that if they go ahead and create this committee... No confidence in the government. Trudeau goes to see Julie Payette. She dissolves parliament. We're having a vote in roughly 30 days. We're we're having a federal election. That's how badly Justin Trudeau doesn't want the we scandal investigated. He's willing to let his own government fall rather than have a committee investigate the we scandal. That's how desperate it is. What is in those documents? You know, all those redacted documents that originally got dumped on the committee and we thought, all right, we're finally going to learn what happened. But most of it was blacked out, redacted. What's in there that he doesn't want people to see? Yeah. I don't understand it, but uh, really the only thing that can save us from having an election right now is Jugmeet Singh. He needs a couple of his party members to vote with the liberals So that they get their way and we won't have an election. But if he stands on principle along with the bloc and the conservatives, we're going to the polls in a month. So so is there a scenario, just to clarify, where we do not know what's in there? We do not know the answer, but we are going to the polls anyway? Uh, We will go to the polls if they do not create, sorry, if they vote to create this committee, parliament will be dissolved. Okay. Again, for the second time in three months. But that said, as voters, we still won't know the answers, right? Well, I mean, I guess, uh, depending on what issue. happens in the election. Oh, it's a major issue. That could issue. blow up on them completely. If we don't know and there's no evidence of shit, people are, we're living in a world right now where people aren't going to, we're just sick of the bullshit. So I, I, think I don't what, think that's going to go well for anybody. I think the liberals might benefit from that. I talked about this about a month ago, and I pointed out that the liberals have been quietly placing candidates in ridings that didn't have representation. They've quietly been getting their candidates ready for an election. And the other parties were not in a hurry to do it. Hell, in my riding here in Milton, we don't have a candidate yet. So we have the liberals who were getting ready for a campaign around throne speech time. We didn't have an election campaign because the NDP voted with them. This is their latest effort to force an election. I think the liberals think that if we go to the polls, they're going to come out with a majority. If they come out with a majority government, we will never know what's in those we documents. Never. Now, if the conservatives or the bloc or the NDP happen to win, then they could reopen this committee. Personally, I don't understand why we haven't handed this over to the RCMP, given how much they are trying to cover this up or to protect whatever's in those redacted documents i gotta think something's in there that maybe we should have a formal investigation into not just committee hearings so we'll see what happens i don't know exactly what time the vote is but i would like to watch it and all eyes are going to be on the ndp they can either again for the second time in just over a month support the liberal government and keep them in power 
or they can vote with the conservatives in block and we're having an election. It's ridiculous that it's even come to this. Like I said, it has never happened before. A simple little procedural thing made into a confidence matter. Uh, still to come, we're going to talk about Walmart. I got a great story about a dominatrix, uh, restaurants, and a food hack. Oh, wow. Let's talk about food hacks. Okay. I think a lot of people have figured out different ways to sort of game the system. Right. Apparently at Chipotle and a lot of the burrito and pita places, people have realized that if you order it as a bowl, if you get a burrito bowl, you actually get a lot more burrito toppings. If you order, um, uh, maybe you went in to get a pita at Pita Pit or Extreme Pita. If you order it as a bowl, i.e. without the, the pita or the tortilla, you get more toppings. So the trick was you order a pita or a, uh, what is it? The wrap thingy. You order a pita or a tortilla or on a the tortilla. side. Okay. Then you can make your own and you still got more food out of it for the exact same price. Interesting. People have figured that out. I like that. I like that. Now, Chipotle has caught on to this and they're now charging for the pita or the tortilla. What I want to know is who talked. I know. I can who tell you. Who told them about this? I can tell who you. Who fucked this up for all of us? I can tell you. This, it's ready? Ready? Go ahead. I'm going to blame it on TikTok. TikTok. At, anytime you open TikTok, there's hacks. And the, the ones that are the, the most popular, some of the most popular ones on TikTok are the hacks. I've seen Starbucks ones. I've seen ones from McDonald's. I've seen, I'm sure I've seen that specific one you're talking about. They love it because it gets, it gets traction, right? It gets shares. Those hacks. People love sharing hacks on TikTok. So once they do, the companies are like, oh, shit. I've seen it before, like I said, for Starbucks. And actually, I'm not going to lie. I've used a couple myself. So I'm not saying I don't like them. I'm saying that's the reason why. We need to share the information so that the companies don't know. And I don't know how we do it. But we've got to get out the word without anybody in the marketing departments figuring it out. And then passing it on to everybody else. Uh, But I've seen some awesome ones for Starbucks to save you money. Oh, Starbucks is great because some of the hacks that we've figured out are, for example, if you go in for tea, you order a large tea. Well, that comes with two tea bags. If you ask for one bag on the side, then you've got another free tea for later on. That sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then ice. Right. If you're doing an iced drink, don't ask for the ice in the cup. Ask for the ice on the side. It costs you nothing extra at all. It's the same price as getting it. And you're going to get about twice as much liquid because once they fill that up with ice, as most people know, it means less liquid. Stuff like that. Ordering, uh, you know, a grande drink in a venti cup. Also another great hack. So I love those ones and I don't want them to know we know. Well, Chipotle's figured it out because you guys just couldn't keep it off fucking TikTok. Thanks, guys. Now you got to pay extra for it. We all had a good thing going where we were getting a little bit extra and somebody screwed it up. (laughs) Well, seriously, though, that must have raised a red flag, right? Huh. Okay, so I assume you ordered a bowl because you don't want the carbohydrates that are in the pita or the tortilla. Why would you want the pita or tortilla on the side then? It's a weird way to eat it. Right. Maybe that just raised some red uh, flags. People are but... weird, though. I'm sure that they also think nothing of it. We've heard from people who work front lines at fast food chains, and it amazes me some of the shit people order. Wow. Dim romantic lighting can actually make food taste worse, according to a new study. What? Researchers say it's because food really is a multi-sensory experience, so you enjoy it more when you can see it better. Think about the last time your husband took you out for a nice romantic dinner, cat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. High-end dining. You're in a good spot. 
It's never bright in there, is it? It's no. always a little dim lighting, yeah. especially if it's a romantic destination. You're actually cheating yourself. And that's why, all things considered, you're more likely to enjoy the taste of food, as long as it's cooked well, at home, where your lighting is probably much better than in a fine dining type know, restaurant. Man. If I didn't make it, it already tastes great for me. But what I will say, I would love it if they did this study on the drinks. The drinking in the dim light, way better. Oh, hell yeah. Right? Absolutely. But I could see how there is something to this. Food is multisensory. It's not just the taste. It's the smell. It's the look, the presentation, all of that. It all adds up. And when you can't see it, it takes away from the full experience. I get what they're talking about here. I totally see it. But... I like the atmosphere and the ambiance of a nice dimly lit or candlelit setting. So I can totally see how that would happen. If you're out shopping for Halloween costumes this weekend, Mm -hmm. it's the final weekend to shop for Halloween. Here's the results of a new survey. Funny costume? Very attractive. Political costume? Not attractive. Hey, I'm dressed as Mike Pence with a fly in my hair. That's not going to get you any points. I'm a slutty ballot box. (laughs) What is a slutty ballot box? Oh, wouldn't you like to know? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a slutty ballot box. Stick it in the slot. Get it? (laughs) They're so dumb, aren't they? (laughs) Oh, it's really dumb. Uh, They are saying, though, that when you do get your Halloween costume and you're all ready to go, especially if it's a good one, you should probably post a picture on your dating profile Hmm. because people want to see it. Okay. A dominatrix took a guy on a leash into a high-end grocery store in Los Angeles on the weekend. (laughs) They were both wearing masks, as most dominatrix types do. Um, She had a standard medical face mask. He was wearing a dog mask with a chain attached. (laughs) She bought a smoothie for him, Uh then took him onto the patio and made him eat the smoothie out of a dog bowl while she whipped him. (laughs) Oh, my God. I wish I was there. Guys, what in the actual fuck is happening right now? Right. Security eventually asked them to leave. Why? What? Just because it's a pandemic? I can't uh, put a chain around my lover and drag them half nude through the grocery store and make them drink a smoothie out of a dog bowl on the patio? What's going on? Where's my rights? Don't touch my fucking dog. Don't you dare touch my dog. What do you mean? No pets allowed. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing what people think is okay now. Uh, Were they making a statement of some sort? Because it doesn't seem like an anti-mask statement. She had a medical mask on. Hey, man, sometimes when you're doing that shit, you get thirsty. You just need to go get a fucking drink, okay? Well, you know, for all the times, maybe this has happened to you, that you're out walking your lover on a leash and you realize your lover is hungry, you've got to stop somewhere to feed them. Now, fortunately, she had the dog bowl with her and just poured a smoothie into it, and he had himself a great time there on the patio, no doubt sniffing all the other customers and enjoying the scenery. (laughs) 
Like, I get that people have weird things that they like in the bedroom, and I don't understand them, and it's none of my business what you're into. If you like putting on leather and beating the shit out of each other, that's totally up to you. That has nothing to do with me. You just be careful, make sure it's consensual, and nobody gets hurt, and do whatever the fuck you want. But when you start taking your person on a fucking leash to a grocery store, that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, on all fours, like, was he wearing knee pads? Like, I really want to know, but I don't want to know, you know? Well, she I- made him walk like a dog because she's a dominatrix. <sighs> he was on all fours drinking a smoothie out of a dog bowl on the patio. I fucking give up. I can't. And along the same lines, this actually happened in the area where we broadcast Kitchener-Waterloo on our FM radio show on 91.5 The Beat. Last night, targeted attack. Three different Walmart locations, all within an hour, targeted by people who went in and started an actual fire in the store. They burned the toilet paper. Apparently, this is some sort of a mask protest. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) uh, we started talking about this early on this morning, and the fires kind of happened late last night and overnight, too. And the rumor mill just has started all these people saying that they know what happened and the theories and stuff like that. Um, but it's 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 really fucked up. I maybe it's about anti-masking, uh, and they're just pissed off that people are are being quote unquote sheep and buying toilet paper, and that's why they specifically targeted toilet paper inside Walmart locations. Is what That's I'd arson, though. Like, I get oh, that you oh, want to yeah. make a point, and, and yes, of course, you have the right to protest, but you have the right to protest peacefully. Starting a fire indoors is dangerous. Yeah. Um, the damage that could have done if that fire spread. I mean, uh, I haven't been in Walmart in a while, but as I recall, the toilet paper is right near the household cleaner section oh, over yeah. there in the grocery. I mean, what happens if something blew? You, know, uh, you could have put firefighters or customers or staff in danger there. And yeah. it's an actual crime to intentionally set something on fire. It's called arson. Of course. I mean, it's no joke. In total, with these three, they say it's $12 million in damage. across. Really? These, yeah, across these Walmart locations. I mean, it's not just a product that has to go. There's a ton of smoke damage that happened, too. When you put toilet paper up in flames, it goes up pretty quickly. Thankfully... We have enough resources in the area that we're in here in KW that they put out the fires relatively quickly. And again, nobody got hurt. So that's the main thing. But what the fuck, man? And they're asking for help, by the way, if anybody happens to know anything. They had to warn other other Walmart locations, too, because as you can imagine, as the, the word got out, Walmart to Walmart, even though some of them were closed, they were saying, whoa, 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 keep some people there just in case to make sure nobody tries to break in and set the place on fire. It's fucked up. That makes me want to go to Walmart today and just stand there by the toilet paper and wait for some asshole to try something. Yeah. What you going to do? What you going to do? Seriously. Yeah. Uh, I get that there's people who are upset that they have to wear a mask and and fine. You're entitled to, to be upset. If you want to protest, there's so many different ways to do it. Besides starting a fire it's, at Walmart. It's crazy. I got a te- So what happened had to start this off, I got a text late last night and I happened to be awake and a friend had sent it from one of the Walmart locations. Like, look what just happened. We just got evacuated. What the fuck? So 
started with that, us talking about it. Uh, you're going to see a lot more on this, and it's already being shared across uh, Ontario right now. This will be national country. news. Yeah, it's made hours. national news. That's absolutely right. Um, there's people picking it up, actually, in, in the U.S., too, just going, what the fuck? It's not just in, in the States that people are nuts. No, it's not just there. Uh, we're crazy just about everywhere. But, uh, yeah, story is unfolding as we speak. I'm hoping that they could catch the people, figure out what's going on. And then I have the perfect solution. I have the perfect plan, Scott. Arson. What's the worst you can get for arson here in in Canada, Scott? You might know this. Uh, it's a criminal offense. You'll probably do time. Yeah, I mean, someone could have got hurt really badly here. This could this could have been bad. So so let's say you do a little bit of time. On top of that, I'd like to t- I'd like to add on to it that the people who did this have to wipe their ass with sandpaper for the rest of their life. That could be yeah. part of it. Don't you fucking set toilet paper on fire right now? That's the last thing we need. You prick. Well, as as we seem to have a short somewhat, I don't think that's a bad idea. You can no longer use toilet paper. You will only use sandpaper. A that's cheese a great grater. idea, Kat. I'll, get, I'll hand you over a cheese grater, no problem. You cannot use TP because you said fuck it to the TP, and that's rude. <laughs> it's rude. It's rude. No, in all seriousness, I mean, this could have been so much worse. And now if you're working in retail, I was thinking about the people who who work in retail that are actually nervous to go into work today, who sell toilet paper because they're not sure what to expect. And now they're like keeping an extra eye on those aisles. And do they need to be? Not necessarily. This could have been a, you know, a three location job and done, but it doesn't make you any less nervous about the fact that people are going around doing stupid shit like this. I just hope that they have some balls. You know, you wanted to, to stage this protest and you're that convinced that the mask thing is unfair and blah, blah, blah. Show a little courage in your convictions. Turn yourself in. Face the justice system. You thought that was the way to do it. Don't hide. Don't try and deny it. Don't ask the court to go easy on you or have mercy. Stand there like an adult. Admit what you did and take the consequences. And and have some conviction behind your, your principles there. Yeah, I did that and I, I'll do it again because this is wrong. Stand up for your your beliefs there and admit it. Turn yourself in. Don't ask for an easy way out or, or oh, if I get a good lawyer, maybe they can get me off. Try and find technicalities in, in the looping or the time stamps in the surveillance video. Any of that shit. No. Stand there. Admit what you did. Plead guilty and deal with the consequences. Right. That's what you should do. And on that, we will say thank you very much for listening to this edition of After Nine. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.